0: Hello everybody and welcome to Wessex Ways the podcast the only podcast that you really want to listen to episode 21 I am Paul Whitewick. who are you and I am Hedley Thorne and did, Hedley did you not did you not manage to get a guest this week
1: let's roll the music
0: You know, no, no <laughs> one wants to be on our, on our podcast right well that's
1: not true in fact i will we, we've got a bit of a, a queue forming uh, to be honest with you we have that's um it is but we, we will come to that shortly so welcome everyone to episode 21 um So the way we do this, we talk about things about Wessex, don't we, Paul? You talk about, um, you know, some of the videos you make in Wessex uh, on YouTube because you're a well-known podcaster. Uh, Talk about sort of canals, railways, and all of that, Uh, Roman roads. Uh, I talk about sort of walking routes, hills, and uh, the scraps that are left behind after Paul has taken all the good subjects. So the way we do this, (laughs) talk a little bit about what we've been up to recently, uh, and then we go through a few bits and pieces uh and then we both have a subject basically and uh paul's inserted a an amazing feature before mine called treasure hunt that regular listeners uh know and, and love apparently love <laughs> someone's got <laughs> I to just, right just,
0: a, a thought just occurred to me eddie at this yeah in time it's probably 2024 so we should probably re- listen i uh, wish our mm. listeners and viewers a happy new year because Yes. I mean we're recording this on the 29th of December, so unless mm. some something magic happens with the editing, uh Happy yes. New
1: Year. Happy yes. New Year. And thank you for those of us those of us, those of you that have stayed with us. So yeah, all, all that's wonderful. All three of you. All three of you. Three of you. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, we, got we just probably lost one. Yeah, we just yeah, lost we another we're one, aren't we? <laughs> we've got we've got yeah. some big plans for Wessex Ways in twenty twenty four. As Headley's alluded to, we've got a lot of guests but also a lot of just mm. a different bits and pieces and weirdly
1: well you say that i i don't know you've got these plans i just
0: really? go
1: along with whatever thought, you say I I you, you know look we're like more and wise you're eric morcom <laughs> i'm just ernie wise people come to you know look and listen to you don't they so yeah uh, no, so um, no, i mean it's
0: not true it's not true
1: you're right it's not so um <laughs> we've we've got uh, so i've i've been up to uh, quite a lot since the last episode so do you want to start and um and then i can waffle because i think one of the things i've done i'm going to make into not a mini subject but just yeah. what i've done today was quite interesting so anyway you yeah. go first
0: oh well um, yeah so as Headley says what we normally do is we talk about what we've been up to really in the last um, few weeks uh and then we go on to a main subject so what have i been up to do you know what i did the other day Hedley? i walked along a section of the Didcot newbury and southampton railway which you know well Uh, because it goes up to your neck of the woods but in my Mm -hmm. neck of the woods there's there's a lovely well there's a lot of stretches I've not been on you see and I thought I'm filming a video as we speak on uh, the history of the gauges of the railways right Um, but kind of specifically to uh, why uh, Brunel's broad gauge seven foot railway didn't survive despite the fact it was potentially more efficient and speedy and I thought, right, well, I need a nice backdrop, a local nice backdrop. So I thought, right, I'm gonna gonna drive to um, Whitchurch, head north, mm. um, and there's a stretch of the Didcot Newbury and Southampton Railway you can walk along for quite a couple of yeah, a good couple of three miles up to Berkeley, mm. um, and yeah, it was and I love doing that because so many times you, yeah, we used to go along and visit all these old, old stations, but you miss so much of the goodness in the middle. So. Um, Mm. i had i had a nice walk along a lovely stretch and i sort of went down the embankment looking for culverts and yeah you'd have loved you'd have loved it headley because i dived in three hedges Um, your hedge diving and ditch
1: diving is legendary
0: fine form on that day um yeah yeah, i got got myself inside a culvert um Mm. and everything very exciting a few days but what else have i been up to also um Oh crikey! We did. We've been doing, as my listeners and uh, of the channel will know, we do. Uh, we do a thing in our town called the Santa Run. So basically, we tow Santa on the back of a trailer um, for sixteen hours, collecting money. Um, over sixteen hours. Sixteen uh, hours. So that's about three and a half hours a night for five nights in a row, Monday to Friday. We wow. hook Santa up okay. to a trailer. We we've got like a big old sleigh at work. And we decorate it, put lights all over it, get a generator sound system. And we've got a mate who does a lot of Santa stuff, and he plays a great Santa. And we drive around town, around all the estates, collect some money for a little charity. And it's the oh, most good thing in the world. But, um, so yeah, that mm. my life has been basically that. And, mm. um, yeah, as ever, editing videos really. But,
1: and you, you look for, for those, uh, who can't see you you look different today right. you look like yeah you you've got this sort of headset like a oh. dial you actually you look like you I don't know if it's a new headset but you look like you're about to flog me home insurance or something what, what's going on there well
0: I mean I, I can do you a good rate now it's a good time of the year to be buying some oh, home insurance. Press
1: well actually I could <laughs> I could use it at the moment because we've got bits of house falling down here with the good, heating system no, it's not, but it's fine. We've got it covered. So, yeah. <laughs> so since,
0: Is that a pair of I can, you're wearing, Hedley? Okay. Yeah, the, the room is
1: slowly <laughs> filling up. You'll see me be like this after, you know. So, actually, that sounded a bit like a dialogue. So, since last podcast, yeah, I've I've done, I mean, I've done a lot. So, I'll try and cut out the crap, to be honest with you. I'm not going to list all the places I've been uh so i'll start with some of them so um i did the Ivinghoe, i went to Ivinghoe beacon um oh, there was the yeah, yeah so there's the ridgeway uh, 50 years old so that's the ridgeway na- as a national trail yeah. 50 obviously the the track itself is over 5000 years old um and what they wanted to do is so, so i met up with sarah Wright, the ridgeway officer anna dillon uh, and uh, we were welcomed by mary ann akota from the television um and she flung her arms around me and said oh i want to be on your podcast i'm like wow you know i've seen and i was trying to be all professional i said <laughs> right you know cuz i'm i'm really bad when it comes to meeting famous people so i'm you know i'm going to act professional and everything she was waiting for us at the top of ivinghoe beacon with a big 50 sign yeah. and i just went i went straight up to like a spotty geek you're on the telly <laughs> and there's one one guy in front of us who was taking a replica bronze sword um up there and it's a heavy thing a really really heavy thing yeah. and he saw her and he and i think she was taking a picture from the top so he thought it really funny to run up there and it's wet chalk and he slipped and the sword just missed his oh, head <laughs> so yeah um that was that was interesting but they all made a number 50 on the side of ivinghoe beacon and i flew yeah. the drone and videoed it and you know it was and then we went down to ivinghoe uh, the village yeah. um for for some lunch down there uh that's a heck of a climb back up, to be honest with you. Yeah, um yeah. not uh, not I, compared to what I've done today, but no, <laughs>
0: I mean, I've sort of driven around it to be fair. Mm, I've not actually been up it. It's but, it's uh, beautiful,
1: yeah. it's beautiful. Now I do stress to fly the drone at the top we had to get permission from the Ashridge Estate, had uh, to get permission from Ridgeway National Trail and um the um tr- National Trust.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh I had to fill out I think it was about nine forms. Uh, in order to get that done and change my drone insurance uh, so it's quite quite a big big thing to do but yeah it's really really rewarding yeah. Um, so yeah I, I do what I did today as well so today mm. oh Paul, wonderful day today yeah. so <clears throat> my son's back for Christmas so we went um, we decided to drive to Wales and climb up Penkerid Calch um nice. and below Ken uh Kalch is uh, uh there's this place called table mountain It's above Kracowell and on top there's a hill fort and I think that it's actually called is it crook Highwell or something like that um no idea. and so yeah. we we were meant we were meant to climb right to the top and we got uh one up to up to the top of table mountain uh and then we decided to push on up higher to um you know pen, cad, cal. but as we were going up the, the, the sort of the ridge line to the top we looked over on the top plateau and the weather i mean it was almost like a tornado hurricane thing mm. the clouds were just black blowing across and i wasn't feeling very confident because all the paths up there turned to um basically streams and going going up even in new walking shoes we you know i could feel we could both feel ourselves slipping a little bit and i'm thinking well i'm a big bloke if i'm slipping going up what's it like gonna be like going down and i got we got really high we got a beautiful view we've been going for a few hours and i turned to my son i said you know what you know it's sort of a you know it's the middle of winter it's kind of i'm happy to quit while we're ahead and you know get the drone shots that i want and you can see the weather coming in from the west as well and it was a bit bit of summit fever because you're not far from the top but at the same time you know you want to you don't really want your son to be calling an air ambulance up there in the howling gale so we went went back down and we we agreed to do it again in the summer um, so but what the views you, across what made
0: you choose that location what was what was that
1: made? well it's okay so this leads me into um well actually it's due to a podcaster who camped up there oh, um
0: our fr- our not po- well not podcasting of- w- oh, no oh, no, no
1: not tw- tweedy did an adjacent mountain yeah um uh, well, and you know, we were
0: come. did he right because another youtuber hmm. called paul Whitewick did another adjacent mountain recently as
1: well no the one of the less what never not Blorange, is it? no the blue well, i've cycled sorry. up Blorange. we used to do 75 mile training rides um in the black mountains um and for before we went out to do the alps and the pyrenees and we would train with blue called the tumble the road climbs called is that um
0: the north kind of the north side of it did you go up yeah that's it did. yeah so it's got a main yeah. road it's a main road yeah yeah. uh
1: and it's it's a nice climb um yeah but yeah it starts it off and you end up doing about two and a half thousand meters of climbing around the actual uh all the way around uh but that that i think the tumble is 400 meters uh so you you take 400 off straight away but it's it's,
0: over the top of one of the most amazing tramway tunnels ever when you went up the blanche really over the top of it Better. wow yeah, I, I digress yeah so you saw a, a yeah i was i was
1: influenced influenced by uh, a youtuber called warren brand but we're, we'll get to him in a minute okay. um so okay. yeah I'd, I'd seen his video up there and so it led me to look at other videos of uh, table mountain and yeah. i was looking for something to do with my my boy anyway and you know they're the nearest mountains to us so a couple of hours away in the car and yeah. um yeah we went and did it and uh, it was it was really really good um so there was that um the other things i've done is whitnam clumps i went down to seaton to see the end of the ancient ridgeway as well stayed with uh, patrick dylan who's anna's dad and um that that was nice again the weather wasn't great but it's if you imagine the ridgeway uh, goes down and finishes at the sanctuary nowadays yeah. well if you've got if you've got uh google maps you can follow it keep following it down as kind of a, a line of trees and and a, a dip and it, it goes down all the way down to seaton in devon where it, it comes out into an estuary and um the axe estuary and it's, it's it's amazing seeing it from above you can see how the estuary itself had been moved by the sea along and and it was it was just really really nice to be down there yeah. um I did Tan Hill. Uh, I went to see Tim Dorr, deliver a picture uh, to him, yeah. and I took, again took my boy William, and uh, we went into his long barrow, um, and then went up Tan Hill, Milk Hill, and along there. Um, and that's that's basically. I think we did Blenheim Palace as well, Whitnam Clumps, you know, a few other places. But I do want to give a shout out, as I said, to this man called Warren Brand. Now I've been following yeah. his videos for a while um his channel is called linley's 360 and it's it's kind of an odd mix it's it's kind of like, how how shall i describe it do you know those shops that uh do key cutting trophies and shoe repairs for some reason a yeah. really odd combination of stuff but you know what to expect yeah his is kind of the same he does sort of solo wild camping pubs and model railways and oh, wow. it oh, wow. really works. And he he loves he loves custard. Uh, I, what can I say? But <laughs> he does share a taste in beer with me. He likes the Hobgoblins and the Old Speckled Hen. Yeah. So, cheers, Warren. Uh, right. And he's, he's his his videos are really really good. I want to give another shout out as well. So this week, as you know well, saw the return of Hidden Wiltshire. Yeah. So the podcast is back with a vengeance after six months. So this is Paul Timlett, who you and I know very well, yeah. and uh, Glenn Coy and Elaine Perkins, who's uh, the three of them present it. And they they recorded their first episode back uh they went on site to i won't say where because it might spoil it but they went on site somewhere in wiltshire yeah. recorded the episode quite a long episode and they gave us a shout out as well which was nice mm-hmm. and um when they went back they realized they hadn't recorded it so <laughs> they had to go and do it all over again uh, but you'd never have guessed if they hadn't have mentioned it, you never guess now this is again we're not being paid for this uh this is uh, their current book hidden wiltshire and it's pictures by uh by the pair and you've got aerial pictures by Glenn Coy and it's basically scenes from Wiltshire, really really nice. This is actually book number two, this is uh, from near and far. So I can't really promote that book without also promoting this one which is called Elevating Wiltshire by Hedley Thorne, Anna Dillon and Patrick Dillon. Our book Elevating Wiltshire is available uh, from the Wiltshire Museum website. Uh, or from myself, and Hidden Wiltshire from near and far, and their first book is also from the the uh, Hidden Wiltshire website, and anyone who doesn't follow Hidden Wiltshire, and lives in Wiltshire, um, this is a great opportunity for you to tap into another podcast, um, and there they are really, really good, really yeah, we'll good. Put,
0: we'll put the links in the description below.
1: Yes, there's going to be a lot of links today.
0: Yeah, well that's all, that's all
1: part yes. of the fun, all part of the fun. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And uh, I think that's everything. Sorry, I'm rattling on a little bit I there, but good, good. I think that's everything. Oh, no, I was going to ask you something. Oh. What's this cutting in cutting cheese in half game?
0: Oh, it's quite a serious thing. It's serious, but it's also, um, well, it's the most sportsmanlike sport um, that I take part in. Once a year in our house, we mm-hmm. have the annual cheese cutting in half competition. Um, it's only between me and my brother, a brother-in-law. brother so, so Is this
1: an Andover thing?
0: Not necessarily Andover, because he doesn't live in mm. Andover. But no. um, it is a, a yearly event um, in which the participants, which are only myself and my brother-in-law, uh, have to mm. cut cheese in half, the same piece of cheese, obviously, uh, until it is no longer viable to cut it in half. So the person that can no longer cut the last piece in half viably, and give two halves, yeah, is is obviously the loser, and the winner is the person that took the last cut. Um, thankfully that, yesterday, um, this, yeah, I've regained yeah. the uh, the championship for another twelve months.
1: Right, and is it mild cheddar because that's gonna you're gonna be able to cut that smaller than it's mature mild cheddar, cheddar
0: on the basis that yeah, it's not too hard that it crumbles. Because you don't want crumbly cheese no. all over the all over the playing surface, um, and mm. it's, yeah, it's my, malleable enough that you can take a blade to it and give it a nice clean cut. Uh, it's mm. a serious competition, Eddie. I, you know, I hope you're not obviously. It obviously, obviously I'm clear. not.
1: I'm not going to knock those dark, cold nights in Andover.
0: <laughs> its foundation is sportsmanship, so we are very honest, and we, we're you know, choose your knife, choose your weapon, and it's, yeah, it's all good. It's all good.
1: We have a local pub game here called Aunt Sally. Um, I think it's, I don't know if it's an Oxfordshire thing or a South Oxfordshire thing, but ever since I've lived here, and it's basically throwing big wooden pegs at a dolly in the pub garden. Um, oh. And lots of pubs have it here. Do
0: you know, I saw a video on YouTube by, well, it was a remake of a Jack, not a remake, it was a Jack Hargreaves um hmm. Do you you remember Jack Hargreaves? I think it was like early 80s. Country Life. Um, Mm, No, I don't. He did Mm. a video on pub games. And that was one of the games. I can't remember what he called it. It it, He he was based around Mm. Dorset. So he did Dorset Country Life. Yeah. And that was a game.
1: But I love the little quirky things like that. The games at the pubs like Aunt Sally. And we have, um, I saw something on the news uh, the other day. I can't remember where it was somewhere not that far away and they do is it hot penny throwing so in the olden days when a penny was worth probably about the equivalent of a quid nowadays they would heat these heat these pennies up uh upstairs in their kind of victorian houses i think it was maybe a bit earlier and they would throw them at the poor people outside and the poor people obviously it would hurt them um so it hurt them and hurt their hands and everything but they'd be you know getting free money and so yeah. and the rich people throwing it upstairs that was their entertainment and it's kind of carried on till today I've got to look up where that yeah. is again if anyone knows put it in the comments another quirky That's one cool. is near here in Abingdon in Abingdon where whenever something happens with a royal family so you have a usually a birthday or a marriage or something like that yeah. they they have a bun throwing contest from the top of the County Hall so you've got this great big Sir Christopher Wren County Hall and the local baker makes, you know, a thousand hot cross buns. And it's packed. I yeah. mean, the, the town square is packed. It's a sea of people. Yeah. And these things really hurt. You know, they throw yeah. them off and they're quite hard. And they usually have some local celebrity throwing them off along with the the mayor and everything. And yeah. it was just raining out the sky, all these buns. There's it's... a lot
0: of these random, mm. like, village traditional yeah. sports in there. I, I can't remember what they're called. Yeah. We, we learned a lot about them what I did, sports science, bizarrely. Yeah, like yeah, it probably give the origin of a lot of the sports that we play today. You know, like the 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 football one, where the goal is to get the football from one village centre to the other village centre by any means, and it's just essentially a brawl. Um, oh, what's that yeah. called? I can't remember for life. Me, someone to put it in the comments below, I'm sure.
1: I'd use a security van.
0: Yeah. <laughs> First get drive.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or drone or something. <laughs> So um, I was going to talk about guests. Um, there are certain guests uh, that we've got either coming up or would like to reach out to. So we've had Darren. We've had Sam Walks a lot, um, which was great. Um, really enjoyed that. Really We enjoyed that. we have unbelievably Marianne Ahota. Uh, you know, I, I still—that's quite a catch to, you know, have
0: a. See, it's interesting you should mention her name, we'll come because mm. I never knew her as anything other than someone that wrote a book that was been on my bookshelf for mm. uh, four or five years, and I mm.
1: I saw with, one of her books the other day. Yeah,
0: I mean, and it's just—it's it's a book. It, it's called yeah. um, How to Read the Landscape, and mm. I've read it, you know, in sections because obviously it covers a lot of different things. That's yeah. A wonderful book and I I I, yeah. I jokingly sort of tagged her in on a tweet one day and said oh, one day I'd love to make a video on this book how to read the mm. landscape and she said yeah, yeah that'd be great and I <laughs> I, I yeah, sort of jokingly said um, yeah i'll have my people contact mm. you she
1: she's been on loads she, she I mean she's yeah, been but... fr- she's fronted so many tv programs and yeah. uh, my favorite of hers is the the one she did on silbury hill so when it was uh, when was it 2008 Okay. yeah i think it's 2008 but she was also on time team of course yes. so she was. you know yeah. one of well, now, the, one since, the main since people since on time team the name,
0: and since obviously i've read the book yeah yeah, yeah. i keep on seeing the name up everywhere
1: yeah mm. um i'd like to try and tempt alex langland's on as well yep. if possible um we've got your friend kate i believe yep. indeed yeah yeah, we've,
0: probably, um, we've already filmed something with Kate. We, we I filmed hmm. like a half an hour, forty-five minute chat. Yeah, at a no, railway station. I thought that would make some some yeah, fun. Yeah, she's great. great.
1: Um, People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. I'm in early talks with them as well. Yep. See if we can get them on. Yep. Um, people, I'd also like to beg to. I think uh, David Carson, um, Tweedy Outdoors, definitely Tweedy. Right. If you're watching this this is an invite. This is an invite <laughs> for the you on the podcast. Um, I can't promise you loads of extra subscribers, but any collaboration works. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And and maybe, you know, also maybe Warren one day, maybe Warren will want to come on as well. Uh, so again, you know, we, there's a lot of possibilities. We've got a few, one or two lined up, um, yeah. but it would be great to, to get those people yeah, on I as mean, well. For,
0: for me, it's not about sort of promoting each other's channel. It's just about like, the, mm. the different interaction yeah. with those sort of people is great and, and like you said loved having mm. sam on and darren on last week or the week before whatever it was,
1: it was yeah really
0: interesting to speak to you know, different people who do different yeah, things
1: exactly exactly and, and it's great exactly yeah, it's really
0: good really good yeah. sort of interaction because you know it'd be great to meet mm. up with these people all the time but um yeah i think darren lives in i don't know cumbria mm. probably or somewhere you know, ridiculous, but, but uh,
1: yeah. not not to segue this in awkwardly but I don't think we should have any seagull experts on, should we?
0: Well, I, don't, well, I mean, a seagull slash squirrel experts. Is uh, he a squirrel expert I'm as well? I'm pretty confident there's a lot of squirrels going on there too. People,
1: People really don't. don't know what we're talking about but now. They
0: will do soon, because I think I will talk about the incident with seagulls and squirrels. I wasn't. Is that. now a good time? I can, I, can, I can waffle now if you want, Headley. Go on then. I've Go on. Then. Tell us.
1: So I've, got... I've I've got a really I've got a really good subject lined up myself for afterwards. Yeah. Um, so if, if you get too depressing, <laughs> if,
0: <you> know, if <laughs> i talking. get too depressing. I'll probably just fall asleep myself. <laughs> now I'm not going to get depressing because I thought. <laughs> do you know what? I, I thought long and hard about whether I want to talk about this and give it the airtime, and then I thought, do you know? I just get it off my chest basically. But it's not. But I kind of thought I, it, It's given me the opportunity to just look without sounding sanctimonious. So to look into myself and the 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 way i make videos um because i i never i always say i never want to come across like a historian i always say i don't want to come across like i'm an authoritative body telling people all the things i've done because i've, I've not got an academic background on the things that i generally talk about um so i kind of think do you know what i i make videos on things that fall into my head of interest That's the key for me, and I kind of think anything I find even remotely interesting, I'll spend a week trying to sort of delve into it and make a little video. And the goal is for me, if somebody finds it interesting, well, they can then go and research it more or get involved themselves more or something. That's kind of my goal in life is to just make an interesting video on something that I found interesting myself. I'm not, you know, know, I know certain things more than others. But I'm never going to say I am a historian on railways or the landscape or Roman roads because I'm not. Because the people that I would call historians are people that had a lifetime of work on their subject. Um, and, and a good example of that lately is when I did the Vinland video that you saw. Heather. You, you actually you previewed that, didn't you? And you checked it over for me.
1: So, yeah, I proved it for you. And I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, again, this sounds like I'm you know, sickeningly in your fan club. But the first thing that struck me was the editing of the video. It kind of it jumped away from YouTube and went to T V. It was amazing. Um but the the subject was really fascinating. Um yeah. so it's about a map, wasn't it?
0: It's was about a map, yes yeah, about a map that um came to light in nineteen fifty seven, probably before that, but nineteen fifty seven the story starts. And I just told the story of this map. Um the way that I had learned about it by reading a book um, on it uh, by then looking at it further myself I checked out Wikipedia and then when you go to Wikipedia you can check out the the links that they give you um, one of which was at Yale University themselves who did a lot of um, very recent uh, work on it and it was a map that basically dated to sort of early medieval period and said that the Vikings found Vinland, uh, America, the new land, the new world, and it, oh, that's really interesting because my naive head still thinks that Columbus discovered the new world, um, but it turns out the Vikings got there. And yeah, a story aside, nine, after in the 1960s, s, um, it was found to be true because they found a um, a bronze, uh, not bronze age, a a Viking settlement. So this map sort of predated that um the long and shot is it turned out to be a forgery um so i made a very brief sort of timeline of events that i had learnt by reading a book written by somebody on it um by looking at three or four different sources to tell the timeline and that was it and i yeah, i enjoyed making it. as you said it i tried to put production into it and uh, yeah i really enjoyed it and of course this this guy jumps onto your comment not me you said oh Paul great production thanks for the preview blah 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 mm. this guy jumped yeah. onto you and said I don't know what you're talking about this is not a good video it's full of mistakes um I've done this sort I've done this subject all my life and I've got four videos you can check them out on my channel and he was kind of abrupt and a bit rude I thought um,
1: but this is the point I checked his channel out and it was just <laughs> a load of videos about uh, showing seagulls yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. And as, as you say, squirrels. And I'm I'm searching through, you know, all these seagull videos to find something that relates. There's a you lot of seagull
0: videos, right? And squirrels. There's a lot of seagulls
1: videos. Yeah. Goodness me. So, you know, and my my response to him, I was questioning, well, okay, you're telling me this and you're, you know, having a bit of a pop at Paul's video. Fine, whatever, you know. Yeah. But forgive me for saying this, who are you? You know, because I've looked at your channel, you've got you know you've got no picture on it of yourself you've got no description of who you are and all your videos are seagulls so yeah yeah. you know i I can't i can't assume you know and people are very quick
0: so he he jumped onto your comment not yeah not on not commenting himself onto your comment i replied and just said okay mate because he he says that i will make a Mm. reaction video so i replied to that and just put something like okay you crack on this video is going to get 20 thirty thousand views in my head a reaction video is something you make to when someone's got millions of views but whatever mm. and yeah lo and behold two or three days later he made a what he referred to as a reaction video now there's two separate issues with mm. the video he made and I'll, I'll address them separately number one he spent the entire video nitpicking and i'll give you an example my thumbnail said the map that fooled everybody and he and he this is where he started no the map didn't fool everybody because not everybody knew about it straight away and it's like okay you carry on and and he, and he basically nitpicks these tiny little points that are, are kind of like a great example is the the it was eventually proved it it was a fake because there was titanium dioxide ink used so titanium dioxide is an element that is only used after 1920 so they said okay well it can't be afforded because the this is covered in titanium dioxide right so i said that line and he said no no i think you'll find the ink was contained was all over the map contained titanium dioxide and i'm like that's exactly what I meant. And anybody would have known that's exactly what I meant. That was his, yep. his basis of his videos. It, it was nitpicking. That was issue number one. So it wasn't really a reaction. It was more nitpicking. But that's fine. Because if you're just nitpicking, you could class that as a reaction. Because yeah. there was, in my head, there's still no points that I would change. But anyway, that's that side. I I told the story through the timeline that I had read in a book which I cited in the description. All right. Number two, um, the biggest problem in my head was YouTube told me nearly straight away, YouTube said, oh, there's there is another video appeared on YouTube that has has appeared to use your footage and it tells you a percentage. It was like it's used six minutes of your 15 minute video has been used in this video. So it tells you, mm. would you like to do something about this? I'm like, Okay, fine. So first of all, to to make this reaction video, he'd used six minutes of my video, which contained paid-for and licensed music, paid-for and licensed stock footage, my own footage I'd filmed, spent a day filming of me talking, a paid-for and licensed actor, which I used, which genuinely paid him to do the work. And what he'd done with that wasn't just reacting to it, but he then built on the story. I'm like, I think you said you watched it, Headley. He built. No, it, I didn't watch it. Fair play. He he basically built on the story, and he used, for example, where I'd um, used my actor friend to say a line. Um, he used that like he used that piece of the video. and Said ah, now what this what this means is so and so so and so did this, and he just built on the story. So it wasn't like he was saying this is wrong he was saying yes and the reason for this significance is this is and this and, and this helps us under he basically spent 15 minutes telling more of a story than i told which is great but not if you're going to nick my entire video to tell the point mm-hmm. like, basically go and make your own video mate You know, this is my living this is how i make money so there are costs involved with that it's like him it's like him going out and making a video and using my car and petrol, essentially. Yeah. And saying, oh, this is my own. I've, I've I traveled all the way over there. I mean, I, yeah, I use Paul's car and petrol and and I use somebody else's drone and their footage. And I use, he's done all these different things to make not a reaction video, but to make a new video. And I kind of thought, do you hmm. know what? Number one, I wouldn't change anything about my video because I don't think he's really picked any major holes in the story. Like I said, I've got the information from a book, for Christ's sake. Um, Number two, why would you not just ask me and just say, Paul, I think you've made some mistakes in here. I've done a few videos on this. This is my area of expertise. Uh, Drop me an email. Do anything you like and say, I think you've got a couple of bits wrong, Paul. In my description, I always put a bit where people can add, not people can add, but people can get in touch and say, this is wrong or this is wrong. And I just think, you know, if you'd just got in touch in a normal, respectful way, or not even respectful, just a normal way, and said, oh, I loved your video the other day. I've I've found about two or three mistakes, though. You know, here's here's a link to my video. I'd have put his link in my description Mm. and said, look, for a really deep dive on this subject, check out this video, because it's amazing. That's exactly Mm. what I want from making these videos, for people to become interested in a subject, take a deeper dive than I ever would know how to, You know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not there to be a historian. I'm there to go, hey, look at this guy and his channel because he does this all the time. This is his subject. And I'd love to show Mm -hmm. people. uh, If if you're interested in it, go check out this because there's so much there. Um, And I just thought, I'm so disappointed. He's made this video that is basically an extension of my video, but with all my footage. Literally, he sat in my car. Use my car, use my petrol, ate my sandwiches, you know, and, mm. and off he's tried and he's claimed it as his own. So I yeah. I responded to YouTube and said, yeah, I'd like to remove that video removed. Feel free to make your own video, mate. But for goodness sake, yeah, be nice about it. Be respectful about it and just say, yeah, Paul, you've, Paul, you've made a mistake. Um Would you like to point people in the direction of my videos? And I'd have gone, yeah, crikey, mate, absolutely, because this is great. That's what you want from it. That's what the community is about. It's not about yeah. someone saying they're an expert. Um, yeah, so no, that's my waffle. That's me getting off my chest, Eddie, because it's. it's, <laughs> it's, it's I, I didn't want to reply to him. No, no, no. I no. thought, do you know what? You, yeah, <clears throat> maybe he'll watch this video, but whatever. It, it, the, the point is, I just thought, just, just be normal, mate, and just say, hi. But yeah, because the thing that did it is his response to you. You said... Oh, great production, Paul. This is a really good video. Thanks for sharing. Something like that.
1: Yeah, that's all I said, basically.
0: And he said, Huh, this is not a good production at all. This is absolutely terrible. It's littered with mistakes. Blah, 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 blah. And I thought, If that's how you're going to be, mate, then I haven't got got time to for it. Then to go and nickel my footage that literally Mm. I pay for as a cost to the business. um, I I
1: think he was... He was wanting to make a video that gave him platform gave him you know used your footage to make it the best visual video that he's made and to try and grab a few subscribers and to be perfectly honest with you it it didn't work but i just don't like the hostility in that you know it's just you know something wrong with that
0: yeah totally i'll never say that i'm an expert in that subject because i cover so many different subjects i couldn't be you know there's people like i say, there's people that Live their yeah. life on one single subject, one single railway, one single canal. <clears> the historians, yeah. and I'll gladly take on board any mistake, anything I've made, I've done wrong. By mm. the means, you know, it, it's science at the end of the day, and it's people telling a yeah. story, and yeah, uh, <sighs> you know, just disappoint me. And I don't think I've got anything wrong, that, you know, of great significance. No. The, the no. essence of the story is well, very much the same. Yeah. He even suggested that. I was wrong to use Yale University as a source because they were part of the problem. And I I kind of acknowledge that. I already said that in the video. I kind of said that they got things wrong early on. And in 2021, mm. they corrected their mistake. They used non-invasive spectro to analyze it. And they said, we're wrong. And I even said in a video in the 70s or early 80s, they even said, this may actually be a forgery. They admitted it. So that mm. is science. Science learns. Science says, yep, yeah, this is wrong. We now believe this to be the truth. But because I'd use it as a source, he said, no, they were part of the problem. I said, well, mm. they may well have been. But it's all, that's the point. It's all part of the story. Um,
1: yeah.
0: So, I don't know. I'd waffle overheadly. I've, I've got that. Chest, and I just thought, yeah, that,
1: got, that got deep. That got that
0: deep. Got, it, it, I, I wanted to kind of say to people, yeah, who listen yeah. to this, because these are our sort of hardcore yeah. fans. Bit, do you know what? Yeah. I'm not a historian or an expert. I make videos on stuff that I find interesting, and it happens to be quite a few different yeah. things. I'll do my best and I'll happily hold my hand up and say I've made a mistake if I made a mistake without doubt. And yeah, um,
1: but you learn as you go. That's the whole point. Should we, should we lighten this? Should we lighten this now?
0: Should we lighten the subject? Should I bring a map up?
1: Should we lighten the subject? Bring your map up, Paul.
0: Yeah. It's that
1: time. It's episode 21. It's time. For treasure hunt, let's wait for the music to finish.
0: <laughs> timing. Is I ed- hope. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, do you want me to count you in, Headley? It's time for nope.
1: treasure hunt. <laughs> <laughs> the helicopter noise. So I, was, I thought I'd nailed that timing. I, can, I will. I will. I'll get that right. I'll get I, that I right. I can edit
0: it in edim, Just make it look right. amazingly seamless. So.
1: So for those people that have just, that, that are watching for the first time and haven't switched off, uh, not to discredit anything we've said so far, uh, we do treasure hunt, I have a subject every, uh, every podcast, um, so my 21st subject is somewhere in Wessex, um, and I've given you some clues Paul, I have I well, have you given you some that. clues. You no, that, you actually. just haven't picked up on them. You haven't picked up on them. That's well, all. I've been saying things in tweets that point almost directly to my subject, really? and you just haven't picked up. Yeah, you but I give that. you a few, a few obvious clues. <laughs> this week it's not a hill. You've it's not a hill.
0: You have said to yeah. me, "These are your clues, Edley." Number one, it's not, a, it's not a hill, <clears throat> or something, you know, yeah. like that. You've also said it's not on your social media. Hmm. So I, I can't Correct. look through your previous videos. I assume yeah. it's not about South Wales where you've been today because that would be a little, no. little obvious. So I'm just And getting, also
1: not like, in Wessex.
0: exactly well true. Um well, I'm going to I'm going to just get in the car, right? Or the right. Your car.
1: So you're you're in your car and where are you starting? Do you know what
0: Headley? once again I'm going to start in your hometown at the uh the the, the, the Beautiful little place that is Didcorp Railway Centre. Because why not? Didcot. Why not? Why not?
1: So, yeah. <clears throat> right, we're going to do hot or cold. So, um, you are really cold.
0: Really? That's disappointing. Yeah. Because I had a little Sorry theory. See, I had a little theory. Because you <laughs> said to me, the one thing you've given me is you said I'll need the 3D on Google Maps. So, you I, will. Was gonna, I was going to travel north well. to Oxford.
1: No. Oxford looks great on
0: the does, 3D yeah,
1: Especially on Google Earth But no, we're not going to Oxford uh, okay. today I'm afraid
0: All right. Well, I, I, Seeing as I'm at Didcot Railway Centre I'll leave the little um, broad gauge Standard gauge transfer centre Walk down under the tunnel Up onto the platforms And get on the main GWR railway
1: Go on then Are you going east or west?
0: Okay, uh, I'm still torn by the fact you've said I've got to use 3D I, I feel like I'm going to go west I'm going to go west. good
1: start you're very gradually getting warmer oh, really okay. as, I mean as... you're you are still right. Arctic frozen but okay. you you are 125 miles an hour uh, getting gradually
0: warmer okay well as the pet shop boys once said in a beautiful way go west right yeah what about uh, I mean I've arrived at Swindon I'm wondering okay. if I should take the golden Valley line and head uh, west.
1: I think that'd be a bad idea.
0: I be, think yeah, you'd you be. We, I we are think are that'd be a Wessex, bad idea. I, we are in Wessex, aren't yeah. we? So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. What about then if I crack on down towards Devon?
1: Oh, that's that's brilliant. That,
0: yeah, you, you've thinking, you've, you've yeah. taken
1: a big chunk out of this now. Yeah. And I can also yeah. see where your mind might be going here, but
0: well, I on think on the basis that you said I'm mildly warmer leaving Didcot, I thought i would going yeah, to have to okay. go some miles, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If I keep on going down towards Plymouth, mm. on the GWR line, is that wise? Do you think?
1: That's wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. The, um, I don't know if there's any stations before then. Oh, do I need
0: to consider stations before then?
1: <gasps> yeah, I, I would. I would. Well, I mean, I'm trying to look where the railways go, but you, you, you're you're pretty spot on going down to Devon.
0: Well, I mean, if I take the beautiful route, I'll take the um, the. Uh, english river area down to uh, dawlish and tenmouth and uh, newton abbott oh yeah no I,
1: yeah again it's time to get I, cold really, it's to get cold again you think yeah you head north i think you should i think you should yeah
0: well, i case, think so yeah i'll have to take i think what is called the dorset and somerset railway from, right from kind of taunton direction how does he know this stuff yeah if i, if I go from taunton Okay. And w- yeah, and head towards Beaud.
1: Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute.
0: Bude, I'm not Bude, saying I've got to Beaud.
1: Oh, hang on, Beaud. Okay, okay. You, you haven't got to Beaud. So from Taunton, yeah. which direction is Beaud? West.
0: Directly
1: west. West. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're doing well. You're doing well.
0: You're doing uh, so well. So there, there was a railway that connected Taunton to Barnstable. Um, okay, Barnstable. <clears throat> Barnstable's a good
1: place to alight.
0: Oh, really? Are you thinking Exmoor?
1: Exmoor, it's, it's within Exmoor.
0: Is it? Because there's a beautiful yes. railway, Headley, or there's a beautiful railway that was, uh, like a um, light railway went between Barnstable and mm-hmm. Linton. Linton, Linton Stop. Stop. Stop the car.
1: Stop the car.
0: Stop Linton the car.
1: Walk. You, you got it. Really?
0: Pretty much.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. You know, almost Lynmouth Almost Linton.
0: I've been very close to there.
1: So you so know, I know, I said like some of the some of the clues I was giving away. And what? Well, let me think of one. I said <laughs> it will probably end in disaster.
0: Oh, right. you. Right. Yes. I you're, you're referring to our podcast in general, y-
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't say <laughs> wouldn't be more. Pr- anyway, Lymouth. I'm not talking about Lymouth per se. Um, I am going to be talking about the absolutely beautiful East Lynn River. So. <clears throat>
0: where is that what, is that going into it so
1: if you if you look at um, the map of linmouth oh,
0: I um, the East Lin.
1: yeah yeah it Not heads west. sort of southeast so it heads yeah, yeah, along yeah, yeah. Uh, parallel with the coast right yeah. um, and it looks good on a 3d map but anyway i'm going to talk Go about on. it so so this is likely to be our most western subject with the exception of our previous Lundy island podcast um yeah. so having not been to the east lynn for decades i'm basically relying on resources and vague memories for the first half of the, the river and then following the youtube video of abby barnes for the second great great youtuber um Next time I go there, I'll probably take my drone because Exmoor, unlike Dartmoor, is owned by nice people who like aerial photography. Uh, (laughs) There is a small caveat that there is a fair use drone policy in place. Um, What does that mean? And I will. It's basically a few do's and don'ts, basically, which is fair enough.
0: If I was sensible and did their their rules.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they haven't banned drones. They have given some guidelines basic stuff to be honest with you you know um yeah so anyway the the north coast uh yeah the north coast of exmoor is is very hilly as you can see uh and you the hills end in these kind of quite abruptly with cliffs sort of plunging hundreds of meters down into the, the bristol channel um exmoor itself up on the high ground is interspersed by marshes and you've got rivers and deep river valleys and gorges and so as i said i'm today i'm focusing on the amazing east lynn river uh, so what we we'll do is we will start at the source and end at the estuary
0: okay
1: so the east lynn so, so flows through exmoor and it kind of straddles uh somerset and devon and it runs down through the narrow and deep East lynn Valley. <clears throat> so initially it roots from its sources. It's got two main sources: a so, uh, Badgeworthy water and/or water to the west. Yeah. Um, and then it sort of flows along towards the coast, but it's separated from the coast by uh, a high ridge of hills. And then eventually it flows out to sea just after it's joined the West Lynne River at uh, Lynmouth. Um, so it was the setting of the 1869 novel by Richard Doddridge Blackmore, uh, called Lorna Dune, A Romance of Exmoor. Um, so anyway, I've, as I've got two sources to pick from, I'm going to go with the kind of the bigger source that's meant to be the, the main source. So this is *Badgeworthy Water.
0: Okay. I think I've got
1: that. So this stream begins as a series of... Springs and tributaries high up. I think it's over 230 meters high up on the northern sort of the dip slope of Exmoor uh, in a peatland area called Black Pits.
0: And the rest. This,
1: oh, yeah, this, this seems to be a kind of a, a watershed. Uh, because you've got the river X on the opposite side of the hills here. Um, so, badgeworthy water uh, sinks down slowly into its own valley as these sort of streams converge. And from this point on, farm animals uh, no longer access the river, but they drink from troughs. So, they're trying to keep the river as clean as possible. Uh, in fact, there was a project called the Myers Project, um, and it was implemented to restore peatland habitat and uh, bring back this of the hydrological function of the peatlands I think you know the the industrial age saw uh, drainage ditches being installed Um, this will make the area basically a good carbon store and it'd be good for local wildlife as the waters run across the surface again rather than you know three ditches. Um, So Badgeworthy water flows down northwards towards the Dune Valley Uh, but before it gets there it passes the site of a former medieval village. Um, the earthwork remain of a deserted, so yes, yeah, sort of medieval settlement, um, and comprising I think it was 14 uh, buildings. Um, it's believed to be the inspiration for the the homestead of the Doom clan, as I said before, in the R.D. Blackmore novel, 1869. Uh, one house was in, inhabited until I think it's 1814. So Badgeworthy Water is then joined by Ore Water uh, and that's where it becomes the East Lynn, uh, a little further down at Malmesmead, which is a, a staggeringly beautiful spot where there's Lorna Dune Farm and there's a riverside cottage and adjacent uh, an iconic double arched packhorse bridge. And a river ford, which I remember spectacular whenever a land rover goes through it at full speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's also a' there's a campsite there, a cloud campsite uh, near the water. So St Malmsmead is in the Dooms Valley and again it's made famous by RD. Blackmore's novel Lorna Doone. Mm-hmm. And you know I, I remember sitting there hot summer's day uh you know eating ice cream and everything and you see these cars some cars would come over the bridge because they don't know how deep the ford is some cars would go through the ford and then you'd have see this land rover defender or tractor coming at full speed and massive splash and it's, it's it's absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. so what i'm going to do here is instead of following the river down we're going to take a quick Eastwards detour from Malmesmead. Uh, we're going to go upstream uh, up the other tributary or water. So up there on the right, we find the Church of the Blessed Virgin Mary, uh that, that features in the Lorna Doone novel. Uh, and it was here that the novel's heroine, the eponymous Lorna, was shot at the altar during her wedding to the novel's hero, John Red. It's just sporty it for anyone who's going to read it. So I've
0: lost it, Eddie. Where are we?
1: So we are... Go back to Marblesmead. The,
0: medi- oh, the last place i got is a medieval village. Yeah, go
1: north. to yeah. Go go north to the confluence of the two rivers. And then oh, head east yeah, okay. a little bit. Yeah, so oh, a little oh, bit east ore. of there. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So you'll find that the church there... Uh, yeah. So the shooting of Lorna Doon is not the only violent act associated with all church because in 1225, a local man uh, named Robert... Uh, killed Walter the church chaplain uh, and he wounded Walter's son Gavaz. Um As the official church guide mentions, it's, it's, it's odd that a place so small and remote as Or would uh, have supported a chaplain. So further upstream still, we, uh, there's no need to do this on the map along the river, or just say there's a beautiful arch, stone bridge, single arch called Robber's Bridge, absolutely beautiful place to go and visit and photograph. Yeah. So what we're going to do now, we'll go back westwards uh, to where we were, so the two, two tributaries join at Malmesmead to become the East Lynn River near that lovely bridge and the fort. Um, and this enlarged river now turns westwards and flows down a, its own larger valley, uh, which is again separated from the coast by this to the north by this high ridge. Uh, And up on this ridge, actually, close to the county border of Devon-Somerset is a a place called Yenworthy Lodge. And that's where I visited several times as a child and it's an outdoor centre. I believe it's owned by Oxfordshire County Council for school trips. And Yenworthy's got its own little valley, um, say just to the east of the county border. And you look out to sea and see, you know, very distant South Wales and everything. It's absolutely beautiful. So going back to the East Lynn, um after breaking out of the trees from that bit the east lynn makes its way westwards in a kind of a a straight and open valley and it passes another campsite uh, and it gets to uh leeford and brendan Um, and there's a small cheap car park here which is a great place to start a walk from um particularly if you're going to walk downstream towards lynmouth um so after Brendan, the, the fast flowing East Lynn, it, it dramatically changes character as it's now wooded and becomes a very deep, narrow and, and very winding um, valley. And, and it has a path running along its length, which itself undulates uh, along the valley, alongside this bubbling river, which mm-hmm. you know, itself has little beaches and whirlpools by now. Um, the valley is, is is lined with ancient woodland um, comprising beech birch and oak trees uh, and they're all it's all covered in mosses and say abby barn so i mentioned earlier great youtube uh youtuber with a great youtube video which, which covers this part of the river from I here to Limouth i
0: think i've
1: seen her yeah yeah uh and she goes into more depth on the flora and fauna of the East Lynn yep. um, and there the are one or two buildings down here that you can stay in this part of the valley uh, they've got lovely names um, one's called oaklands and <clears throat> there's the rockford inn and green tiles and you know so so from here the river is, is very popular for many activities like walking whitewater kayaking uh, mountain biking and fishing in areas it's, it's very fast flowing and uh, fish include you know brown trout salmon sea trout Uh, It's very good quality water, as I say, uh, animals are not allowed to feed here, so uh, it is very popular with with anglers. So, a couple of miles before the end of the river and in the deep valley is Watersmeet, uh, and there you've got National Trust's Watersmeet House. This is an incredible area, Uh, it's where the the Lynn uh, has another confluence, it's joined this time by Hoar Oak Water. Uh, and the two waters sort of com- again combine their valleys into a single deeper wooded and this this time it's a deep gorge with yeah. waterfalls paths and bridges uh, the river picks up a lot of size and strength here uh, to become a far larger and more forceful river um, Water's Meat House is itself is a, a former fishing lodge right down in the valley where the rivers meet, uh, and it has a road going down to it, I believe, and I think there's parking, and it's kind of a epicenter for in, incredible walks, as as well as having, you know, National Trust. So it's got a shop and a tea room. So mm-hmm. Abby explains in her, her video how. Uh, a popular day trip is actually to walk from uh or linton up to watersmeet have a cream tea and then walk back again so that's about a four mile round trip up the 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 deepest part of the valley as you stroll downstream from watersmeet the gorge heads vaguely northwards now towards the coast and you may find the money tree there which is a felled dry tree with coins wedged into it from wish makers um and the beauty of this area has inspired many sort of uh, local artists and painters and sketchers, such as I think John Crush is one of them. So between Watersmeet and Lynmouth, the path then becomes concrete uh, tarmac. Uh, the Lynn vaguely heads northwest as you come into into Lynmouth. you start seeing a number of sort of dark brick houses uh, start to line the route and and one of the first signs of the Linmouth disaster, which we'll come to in a minute, is a, a bedstead jammed into an old tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linmouth, as the name suggests, is where the Lynn exits into the sea to the north. Uh, Linton, which uh, the other town sits uh, on the left bank, about 200 meters high up on the hill, uh, on the sort of the cliff tops. Mm-hmm. And the two jo- towns are joined, I'm sure you know, by the famous funicular railway, mm-hmm. which again is a must if you've got a head for heights in um, its final few hundred meters before the Lynn reaches the sea the, the East Lynn is a very wide river and it's now protected by large concrete flood walls to protect the town from you know flash floods. Um, beside the main bridge over that in the town and beside the Lynn Valley guest house, the you know the East Lynn's smaller sibling, the, the West Lynn uh, flows into the East Lynn uh, and it kind of appears out of its own deep wooded valley. <coughs> uh, it's not quite as big just down from this final confluence lynnmouth has a like, fascinating um harbour uh small and there's a small castle like tower called the the rhenish tower i believe um i think it's called the rhenish tower i have to look that up see any. Uh, anyway it that's there yeah Rhenish tower um and there's also like a plethora of shops and cafes and and coastal walkways affording you know lovely views up along the, uh, the 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 coast and up to the huge hills and cliffs further along so famously on the 12th of January 1899 um the RNLI lifeboat volunteers undertook one of the RNLI's most arduous feats to date and they dragged a 10 ton lifeboat um, overnight in terrible weather all the way up the hill uh, to to launch um, it you know over to Porlock uh, to launch uh, to get to a ship that's in distress so they basically pulled the boat uh, right up over the huge coastal hills up the road for several miles and of course it would have not been tarmac back then and then down the steep hill into Porlock, again in terrible weather to commit to the launch um, and again I'll, I'll include a link below to so you can read up on this feat. so I'm not going to talk about it now however unfortunately um, there is something far worse to talk about to end my subject today <clears throat> so as I mentioned earlier the small um, small fishing village of Lynmouth was the scene of a horrible flood disaster back in 1952 uh, so rather than trying to describe it in my own words, I'm going to read this little piece okay. from visitlintonandlinmouth.com. On Friday 15th of August 1952, the tiny village of Linmouth suffered what could be described as the worst river flood in English history. On the day itself, just over nine inches of rain, that's 230 millimetres of rainfall, six inches of which fell in the short hour or so in the early afternoon so the the afternoon early evening um in the six inches of rain that had already fallen in the first two weeks of august then it's no surprise that the top of exmoor was unable to absorb the rainfall and it was totally overwhelmed just going to put this in perspective briefly so you know they're, they're talking about nine inches of rain a terrible day in the lake district is between one and two inches to give you some idea so this um uh, a noted author S.H. Burton recorded that the river stood 18 inches deep in uh, in the area of the moor around the chains. Indeed, the road between Lynmouth and Simon's Bath Uh, ironically a a place called Dry Bridges uh, was reported to the Devon Constabulary in the early evening as being washed away and impassable. The road here is half a mile above Farley Water, the nearest river, and it is estimated that 90 million tonnes of rain fell in North Devon and West Somerset on that day. 90 million tonnes. This rainfall flooded into the many tributaries, like we were talking about earlier, of the East and West Lynn rivers, and consequently many tons of water, soil, boulders and vegetation descended through these narrow valleys of Exmoor from 500 meters up on the moor to meet at sea level in Mm Limith itself. On its way, various bridges were blocked, they'd blocked the flow until they collapsed and subsequently a wall of water and rubble hit Limith in the late evening. Effectively, Lynmouth was destroyed um, during that night completely. Mm. Uh, the statistics make incredible reading. The River Lynn, in that valley as it came out at Lynmouth rose 60 feet above the normal level mm. at its highest point. That's, that's just under 20 meters. 34 people in the wider area lost their lives. Over, uh, I think it's well over 100 buildings were destroyed. Um, 28 people within Linmouth and the Barbrook area alone were killed Um, in 1953 the 58th report of scientific memoranda of the Devonshire Association uh, prepared by specialist Mr. C.H. Dobby concluded amongst other points that the flow of water in the tributaries and branches exceeded the acute catastrophic flood definition for England. As assessed by a preliminary investigation, the flow could be included in the list of extreme flood discharges of the world. Uh, The tiny catchment area of 39 square miles, bear that number in mind, 39 square miles yielded a flow that has only ever been exceeded twice by the River Thames in all of its 3812 square miles since measurements started in 1983. Further Mr Dobby calculated that the water that fell in one day would supply the water leads of Linmouth's total population for 108 years. Wow. Following, following the devastation, 114,000 tons of rubble was cleared from the village. Um, some of it being used to extend the Esplanade car park, but most of it being dumped into the channel and dispersed by tidal motion. Mm-hmm. It took six years to rebuild and remodel Linmouth and the design of the flood overflow area above the Maybridge is calculated now to take one and a half times the amount of water that flowed through the uh, the village on that day yeah. so it's hoped that such a disaster could never happen again yeah
0: so it's a bit like and it's
1: nuts. almost like a bit of a boss castle kind of situation i guess it's uh, with respect to boss castle this is boss castle uh, hundred times if you see what i mean yeah it's yeah, it's so it was, it
0: was, yeah i guess the trouble is yeah this probably wasn't recorded mm. on any yeah you know, no. unlike boscastle which was recorded on, a, yeah. on quite a few different devices but this obviously was yeah was nice
1: no and I, I think the uh, the aftermath was you can google pictures of the aftermath and there's a museum in lynmouth um showing um well a, a museum to the flood essentially yeah but uh, yeah so so my story of these Lynn started quite nice but yeah. sorry and <laughs> took the tone down a bit at the end so yeah yeah pretty pretty scary stuff to be honest yeah. with you yeah yeah
0: well, so I've got some good visuals from the old maps nothing free did, good, good. I've got, there's a lot of um pin drop places as you can imagine
1: yeah i've of got places places no no none of my own photos to offer because i haven't been there recently um but yeah i, I want to go back i mean mm. when i was writing that You know, while I was writing my subject for tonight, I was um, the more I wrote about it, the more I wanted to go back. To be perfectly honest with you, Um,
0: yeah, we we had a little mm. holiday in Barnstable a couple of years ago with the kids, only for like four days, but um, we didn't get a chance to go to We went to the zoo, and Mm. we did all the things you do with the kids: go to the beach and all that. But yeah, just looking at the map, thinking, "Oh my goodness me, there's so much here," and just scary roads in and out. And of course, mm. the old, there's the old railway. We covered the railway from Barnstable to Taunton. I think it's called the Taunton mm. Somerset, or the, no, sorry, the Devon and Somerset Railway. Um, mm. And that's a great railway. There's like four or five tunnels along it. But um, yeah. yeah, of course, when you get to Barnstable, there's the there's a light railway, probably called the Lim- Linton and Limmer, I suspect. There's still there's still a miniature part, of yeah, the, you know, Linton and Barnstable railway, and there's still like mm. a um, like a mile section of that railway as a heritage line, um, mm. because it was a light railway, so between Linton and Barnstable, I think it had about ten stations. You know, tiny little stations. Um, yeah. Proper what? And again, you you know what the the um, the topography is like. Proper mm. little, uh, you know, round every contour you can imagine. Um,
1: yeah. Linton, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's wonderful. It's 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 just got a character all of its own. Yeah. Um, yeah just, just go back um should we do comments from the last video
0: yeah so perfect.
1: i've got it i've got it here yep so um we've got 60 odd comments i think so i'm not gonna read them all out i will will start actually with lindis360 hello you know it's amazing just talked about him on here and he's already called, he commented two days ago so mm-hmm. um he was saying well done uh, on completing all the, the wayne rights obviously that's for darren uh yeah. that's a hell of an achievement um he says he follows a tramp in the hills dot a41 and they're currently working on ticking off each of the highest summits in the old counties that sounds good um mm. so yeah and he also says butts hill is a lovely spot he says i did a, a a cheeky wild camp on you know on the top a year or so ago yeah, yeah we know it's on youtube where i watched that it's really good. <laughs> Um, so that was really good really good um, so let's have a look uh, in Fleming 6027 thank you just says another great show thank you very much thank you Ian. uh Barry Bollard hey we got the, another returning one uh, rolled along quite nicely he said he's curious what audio only subscribers do in the treasure hunt and mapping segments I think the answer to that quite simply is they use their imagination darren had a a, a, a sort of a the people who watch this on youtube they can see you moving the map around and everything but i can't and that's why i stall a little bit during treasure hunt and nor can the people obviously listening so yeah um then there might be a way of us doing it where i control the map so anyway we'll come back we'll come back to that um so yeah um he said about someone speak to folk legend ron harper about one's dyke okay i will look into that um Ah, uh, it could be. Because yeah. Roy Harper. Is oh no, no, he put he put Roy Harper. Sorry, I read Roy it long, Harper, wrong. Yeah, I put yeah.
0: With his son. Really. Who is also an extremely Ooh. accomplished musician in his own right. Mm. Nick Harper. Google Nick Harper, and mm. you'll you'll see him in concert, regularly breaking guitar strings on purpose so he can fix them mm. as he plays. Uh, just an insane uh, okay. talent. Roy Harper's son, oh, an insane talent. Uh, there you go.
1: Keith M603 he really likes these guest appearances adding a different perspective Darren and Sam have uh, proven excellent guests as you'd expect from watching their outstanding videos not a lot I can add to that to be honest with you Uh, I think these collaborations work well they're good for us they're good for the people that come on and they're definitely definitely good for the audience because I think you know both of them had some incredible stories to tell and they've obviously both of them full of experiences and so this is why it'd be nice to get other people on so uh yeah <clears> 20 <throat> excuse me um someone says the, this is about butser the iron age farm reconstruction is to the southeast about a kilometer away it was originally sited at the foot of butser hill opposite the a3 okay so that's moved so that was pete trundle 5454 um <clears throat> yeah so uh tracy stanley 6687 says it's nice seeing darren on the screen we work really well together uh yeah someone called paul whitewick no, i never heard of him here's an interesting one james walks in history 3848 a bit of a long name but definitely worth following um mm-hmm. he i i won't read his comment out because we've got a lot to go through but i'm picking him out because he does uh some great videos on history and hill forts uh not unlike wc21 to be honest with you yeah. unlike darren so again another great one to follow um <clears throat> Simon Fairborn, Um I've worn tweed when walking up hills with my radios for years, and I thoroughly recommend online tailoring, Headley, Stylish in the office too, though, perhaps when it's dried out, or the aroma of tampsheep will follow you. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Thorne has stamped the no on this. Uh, she's, she said, you're not getting tweed, but I need, what I'm looking for is gateway tweed. You know, the oh, sort okay. of the dark gray stuff to lead in, you know, certainly we've got. Oliver G Hunter uh, he remembers his parents uh, taking him and his sister to Butts Hill to see the Iron Age village when they were little I've really missed out on this I should have gone to that um, so yeah looks good so, Tweedy Outdoors um, he enjoyed hearing about my trip to the Bell at Aldworth Ah, oh, what what a beautiful pub um, it's great to see Darren on the screen as well um, yeah the Bell at Aldworth it's as I said before really old interior the, the food they give you is is in a really nice way, really basic. So you order a cheese sandwich, you get a like a cob, freshly, you know,
0: yeah.
1: baked cob and a massive lump of cheese in and then sort of raw onion and stuff. I know it sounds weird, but it is really good. Yeah. Um so David Bellani, three three oh eight. Hello, David. Uh congratulations for Mr. WC twenty one for completing the Wayne rights. That's quite an achievement. He loved the anecdote about the rise nose. Um, The Five Faces enjoyed uh, the face behind WC21, uh, an original honest YouTube channel, more please he says, nice one. Uh, WC21 UK Productions Limited, thank you for having me, I enjoyed the waffle, but Sahil will be appearing on his channel in a future production, stay tuned for that. Uh, Let's pick up, let's just do a couple more, let's do some more. (laughs) i'm not going to read that one that's spam did you reply to that sorry someone's oh yeah yeah. it says hello i recently visited your channel your content's good but i feel some seo related issues on your video so davy 941 hello again paul and hi darren interesting podcast as usual i think it's cool that you both have your own channels paul scruffy headley i give up (laughs) scruffy headley yeah i i know look I, i i repeat I've bought a nice coat since then. The coat I was wearing in that video was terrible. Barry Conway, how long? Press pause, grab beer. And we'll leave it at that, I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. yeah. So, we, could, we could both do the rebrand, Headley. I could, I could do the rebrand. I've always, the trouble is I don't want to start wearing Tweed because all of a sudden I'll be I'll be ripping off Tweedie and um, our friend Darren, isn't he? You know, I need a new brand I think me.
1: quite the opposite. You'll be promoting them. People oh, will ask maybe. you why you've yeah. gone to tweed, and you can mention them. Yeah, that's you know? true. That's
0: true. I don't know. Yeah. I think Rebecca. And it means
1: tweed, then I can but... turn around to Mrs. T and say, "Look, all yeah. of my friends are wearing tweed." <laughs> so <laughs> you
0: could just say, "This is yeah. the new um, Wessex <clears> Wales uniform." <throat> you know
1: yeah yeah anyway um before we go so if uh if you want to if you're watching on youtube leave a comment below give us a like give us a share please please it'd be nice to expand um but um also looking for suggestions for places that you want me to cover um so for my subject if there's anywhere within wessex that you find interesting that i haven't already covered uh let me know i will go out there with my drone And see what I can do and see if I can put a story together for this.
0: So, yeah. Sounds good to me. And if you've got any interesting historic slash any kind of story for my YouTube channel, I'm always game for ideas as well because I love a good story. Especially if there's there's any reaction videos, including pigeons. Happy days.
1: Yes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for everyone for listening. And I think we are done. I've still got some beer left yeah thanks everyone and we will speak to you again in
0: episode 22 see you next time